there, you might ask, why am I standing out in the middle of a field today? Well, God's Word is pretty clear, and Jesus Himself often talked about uh, a kingdom, the kingdom of God. And He oftentimes referred to the kingdom of God as like a field. What exactly does that mean? We're going to talk about it this morning. Good morning, and welcome to Crossroads Baptist Church. It is good that you're tuning in with us today. Just a couple of announcements that I want to read here. On the 23rd, those of you that are going to be coming to our committee meeting right after our uh, small group time, we are not going to be having lunch that day just because of getting food and the preparation and all that stuff. So, But we are still having the meeting. So if you are participating in our time of meeting, you just come on down to the Family Life Center right after your small group time. Uh, the next four weeks... We are starting today, uh, in the next three weeks, we are going to be having an altered schedule just for temporary purposes. We're going to have a short period of worship, and then we're going to divide up into our small groups. And the children, and uh, they're really excited, and the workers, they're excited about kids possibly coming back, and, uh, and we sure have missed everyone that has been away. The nominating committee report is ready and it is here at the church. And if you would like a copy, please call the church office. Janice can either mail it to you or drop by and we can get that copy to you. We will not be having a question and answering session due to the craziness of the times we're in. So if you have a question about the nominating committee, we ask that you call Susan Snow, Alicia Zook, Christy Burnett, B.J. Furches, Marianne Bagwell, or Ken McLean. You can call any of those, and uh, they'll be happy to answer your questions there. Uh, we will also, on the 23rd, have our deacon election. We will be selecting two of these five gentlemen, John Janik, Ken McLean, Eric McQueen, Dave Morris, and Barry Snow. And again we will be electing two out of these five. So please be much in prayer about that. And uh, before we get into our worship music this morning, let's have a prayer together. Father, thank you so much for all you do for us. I pray that this day bring blessings on those that participate in our worship. Thank you, God, that we have the means and the ability to streamline our services. Now, I pray, God, that today you would bless and you would use this time for your glory. We pray all of this in the wonderful, sweet name of Jesus. Amen. Now, you sing with us as we're going to be singing two favorite hymns today, Majesty and then Seek Ye First, the Kingdom of God. You worship with us and sing along. Kingdom. 
Scripture passage comes from Matthew 6:33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So Jesus talked about the kingdom of God a lot, and it interchanged the kingdom of God with the kingdom of heaven. He talked often in the gospels about this kingdom. As a matter of fact, in Matthew 13:44, we read these words: the kingdom of heaven. Is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field, and in his excitement he hid it again. And he sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Maybe it was a field like this that Jesus was talking about. But that man, finding that treasure, decided he would go and work and sell and do whatever he had to do to make the money that he needed to make to go back and buy that field because of the prized possession that he had found. That really is what the kingdom of God is all about, and that's what we're talking about today. You know, Jesus talked about the kingdom of God a lot. He said it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. He even answered the disciples and, and those that were fighting against him for him to be crucified. In John chapter 18, he said, My kingdom is not of this world. He often talked about the kingdom. John the Baptist, even in preparing the way for Jesus, told people, Hey, repent, the time is near. The kingdom of God is at hand. And yet, really, we don't talk too much about the kingdom of God today. You know, the matter, uh, the real reality is, matter of fact, you, you look in the scriptures and the gospels, and you find kingdom mentioned by Jesus and others 121 times. And you only find church mentioned a couple of times. 
So the kingdom of God is a big deal. And as I've recently studied, people have told me you will discover that the kingdom of God should be first and foremost in our agenda. As a matter of fact, the church is built in the wake of the kingdom. So as we are seeking the kingdom of God, Matthew 6.33 tells us, as we're seeking the kingdom of God, then the church will be built within the wake of the kingdom. As a matter of fact, if you look at Matthew chapter 6, the verse that we're going to focus on today is that verse, Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Earlier in that chapter, Jesus is talking with his disciples. He's teaching them a lot of lessons. He's, he's talking about prayer. He's talking about not worrying about tomorrow. Even in the prayer, the model prayer that he gave for us and gave for his disciples, he says at the end of that prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus was very focused on this idea of a kingdom. He even told people when they were asking who could inherit this kingdom of God. He said, whosoever will not receive the kingdom of God like a child, that person will not enter into the kingdom of God. We know that Jesus was a king. He was not the kind of king that the people expected, but he nevertheless was a king and he had his own kingdom. And that kingdom is part of the world that we live in today, but you don't hear many people talking about the kingdom. Jesus announced uh, the kingdom with his words. He let people know. John the Baptist, again, let people know that the kingdom of God was near. God, through Jesus, demonstrated that the kingdom was important by his deeds, as he said in many parables, like the parable that we just share about with this field that I'm standing in. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like that treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. So this idea of kingdom is very, very important to God. What I've discovered in my work in ministry over these many years is many times we can be seeking to fulfill the agenda and the mission and the desires of the church, and we can totally miss being about seeking the kingdom. But one thing is true. If we're seeking the kingdom of God, the church will be built in the process. God will bless and raise up people to be a part of the church, those who are inheriting his kingdom. Jesus embodied the kingdom with his life. He prayed for the coming of the kingdom from his heart, again, in that model prayer. He, he struggled against opposition to the kingdom uh, with his faith. Those people, those religious leaders who were looking for a different kind of kingdom than what they expected Jesus to be bringing forth, they were expecting an earthly kingdom. And, you know, you think about, I thought about today, this uh, shooting this video, uh, maybe at uh, the ice uh, shop there on uh, Woodruff Road where you could get the uh, wonderful ice balls or snow cones and right there in front of the castle. We think about kingdoms. We think about maybe castles and kings. We think about empires. We think about rulers. If you think about the earthly kingdom, I mean, even thinking about things like the magic kingdom, you think about all the things that go with kingdom Many of those things are very true of the spiritual kingdom that Jesus was talking about because he is our spiritual king and our ruler. And as such, we should be living under his domain and under his rule. That honestly was a foreign concept to about seven or eight years ago for me, and yet I've been a Christ follower for many, many years. 
the fact that Jesus, if he is my king and I am his subject and I'm living in his kingdom, then I should be about doing what the king wants, not about my own agenda. And you see, religion focuses often on heaven, but the kingdom focuses on earth. God has a responsibility for us. We have a responsibility to him to, to live out our lives here on this planet to try to encourage people to follow after Jesus. That is a part of seeing the kingdom come about. Religion is us reaching up to God, but the kingdom of God is coming down to man. And that was what really did not click with those religious leaders, that God, through Jesus Christ, was placing his kingdom on earth. The kingdom of heaven coming to earth. Heaven in the real world is Stephen Curtis Chapman sung about years ago. Heaven can be on earth, not in the sense that some of the secular singers have talked about, but heaven can be on earth through those of us who are his children living in God's ways and helping the kingdom of God have an influence in our world. The kingdom impacts, it influences, it changes earth. You see, because religion seeks to take earth to heaven, but the kingdom seeks to bring heaven to earth. And that's what we're about today. You know, Jesus talked again in chapter 6 of Matthew a lot with his disciples as he was trying to prepare them for this idea of the kingdom of God. He talked about fasting. He talked about prayer. As I said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He mentioned them. He talked about uh, treasures. And then all of a sudden he turns his attention after talking in Matthew chapter 6 around verses 29 and 30, 31 saying, don't worry about what you should eat or drink. Don't worry, don't be concerned about tomorrow. But seek ye first, he said, Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. My dear friends at Crossroads, that says to me that that is an action word. It's something that we should be pursuing. And if one places the pursuit of God, the pursuit of the kingdom of God first in our lives, as Jesus is, is not suggesting here, but commanding to his followers, seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's command. I, re I remember learning that in English class. Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God. You seek first, he's saying, the kingdom of God. If we're going to pursue that in our lives, then Jesus rightly told those listening on that day, the crowds that had surrounded him earlier in those verses, there's no need to worry about the material needs that you have. There's no need to be anxious or worried about tomorrow because your desire as a follower of mine should be to seek first the kingdom of God. I don't want to get all uh, biblical and scholarly. I want to get biblical, but not scholarly on you. But the Greek word there is a present imperative verb. And simply what that means, the word seek means it's clear that we should be actively pursuing the kingdom of God. It's not a passive act. And a lot of times in our culture, in our world in which we live now, uh, in our consumer-driven society when it comes to church and nothing wrong with the church. But if we turn our attitude to it's a consumeristic culture and we just sit passively and we want to absorb and listen to the pastor or preacher, we've totally missed why Jesus came. He came to share with us the responsibility of showing people how to be about the kingdom of God. It's a present imperative verb there in, in chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It makes it clear that we should be pursuing God with our all. It's not a passive act, but one that we should be pursuing with rigor. So, when you think about 
looking at this field and the passion of that man in Matthew chapter 16 who illustrates what this kingdom is that Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 6. Obviously, people didn't understand, so Jesus, throughout the rest of Matthew's gospel, you see Jesus trying to share stories and parables to help people understand, what's this kingdom that he talked about earlier? What is this kingdom? And it's much like that man who found a treasure in a field and went to sell everything that he had so he could come back and purchase that field. That is active participation in the kingdom of God. So there's there's a couple of takeaways that I see here in Matthew 6.33 that I want to share with you today. And I want you to think about there at your home. I want you to pull out your Bible when this video is over and our worship time is over today. And I want you to really meditate and think about this verse this week. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Here's the first takeaway for me. Seek ye first implies this. There's more than meets the eye. There is more than meets the eye. You know, Jesus declared a different kingdom. There is a spiritual dimension to the world in which we live. I know sometimes it's hard to contemplate or to think about it because of everything else that's going on in our world. We get sucked into the here and now, into our physical, into our home. Perhaps one of the most spiritual songs I've ever heard uh, in the country music genre, Temporary Home, it's so true because this is our temporary home. And so there is more uh, to life than meets the eye. It's, it's sad sometimes when we have tragedy or critical things happen in our lives and all the things that we think are important seem to disappear and the distractions and we get right down to the brass tacks, uh, the real heart of an issue. And it always comes down to the spiritual that spiritual dimension of life, there is more than meets the eye. There's a spiritual dimension. There is a different kingdom. And for us to think about that, to have a kingdom mindset, if we really want to see a movement of God in our church and in our community, in our country, it will take us changing our mindset. It will take us changing the glasses perhaps that we wear and seeing things through the political lens are through cultural lens. All those things are important to look at, but ultimately the big pair of glasses that we need to put on is the kingdom lens to see things with a kingdom mindset and to understand those things that are happening in our world politically and culturally are merely symptoms of a much greater issue, and that is the fact that there is much more than meets the eye. We are in a spiritual dimension. We are in a kingdom situation. There is a different kingdom. It's God's kingdom. So when you think about seeking first the kingdom of God, I hope this morning or this afternoon, evening, as you're watching this, you will remember from seek ye first the kingdom of God. There is more than meets the eye. The second thing I would suggest to you today is there's a priority that we need to think about. Because Jesus did not say seek ye second, seek ye third, fourth, fifth, tenth, twelfth, the kingdom of God. He said seek ye first the kingdom of God. There is a prioritization that Jesus gives us in this verse and to his disciples and to us these thousands of years later as disciples. And that is our priority should be and our intentionality should be set on seeking the things of God first. And there are a lot of distractions that get us as Christ followers, just like distractions that get those who aren't Christ followers, the pursuit of money, the pursuit of, man, of fame, the pursuit of of 
rest and relaxation and all those things are good in their own right, but outside of being uh, subjected and, and, and under the priority of God being first, Jesus being first, they can get in the way. So we see where this verse of Scripture, this one verse, as Jesus has outlined all these things, talking about how important the kingdom is. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. There is a priority that we need to think about. So, dear friends, I would ask you, as I've been asking me today, as I have been reading this passage of Scripture over and over and thinking about that man in the field, I would just ask you, what is your priority today? Of all the things that you could rate, if you rated things in your life from number one on down, what's your priority? Are you seeking first the kingdom of God? And I think that first needs to be so high up that whatever's number two and three seems like it's one, one, number 100 and 101. I'm reminded a friend of mine told me many, many years ago that when God told those in the Old Testament when he gave Moses the Ten Commandments, and one of those commandments was, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That he was not just saying, You can have me and I'll be number one, and you can have these other gods as well. I just need to be number one. God was saying, I have to be the one and only. Now, I know we have our families and those of priority, our spouses have to be a priority, our job to take care of our family, which would honor God. All those things are priorities. But my friends, the first priority has to be seeking first the kingdom of God. So there is a priority we need to think about. There's a priority we need to think about. There's more than meets the eye. There's a spiritual dimension, isn't there? And then the last thing that I see in these verses of Scripture, Matthew chapter 6, there is an authority higher than us. Seek ye first the kingdom of what? The kingdom of God. Oh my goodness, you just look around in our culture and you see a lot of people seeking a lot of things. And sometimes they're seeking God, but He's way down the list. And the reason He's way down the list is because they don't recognize the authority of God in their lives. God has authority. He has authority whether we give it to Him or not. He has authority. He will have the last word. He will have the last word. So as you think about this passage of Scripture and you think about what Jesus has said to his disciples, you think about that man in the field that later in Matthew 16, Jesus says, well, the kingdom of God is kind of like this man. And he went into a field and he found what appeared to be this lost treasure and he buried it and he ran off and he sold all that he had so that he could come back and purchase that land because it was of great value. Dear friends, today the kingdom of God is of great value. It's the most important thing as a matter of fact. Seeking first the kingdom of God. You know what? Even as one of the pastors of, of Crossroads, I would say to you that seeking first the kingdom of God is even a greater priority than Crossroads Baptist Church. And I love Crossroads Baptist Church. But I will tell you that if we will commit as a congregation, as a group of faith family, if we will commit to seek first the kingdom of God, as I believe we've been doing over these last several months, I believe God will bless our church because... The church will be built in the wake of the kingdom. You may say, what does that mean exactly? It's almost like a speedboat on a lake. I haven't got to do that this summer. But if you're on the speedboat and you're kind of going out, behind the boat is this wake, right? If you're a water skier, you know that you want to stay in the wake. If you want to be safe, if you want to be risky, you can get out of the wake. 
But it's almost that analogy that as we are putting first, the focal point of where we're headed is the kingdom of God. The wake behind the boat will churn out. The church will churn out. It will be created. And God will save people and he'll reach people and he'll transform lives. If we seek ye first, the kingdom of God. So today, here's my question for myself. My question I'll leave for you before we go and worship with Joey and our praise team. While you're listening to the music today, maybe you would think about, maybe you would think about this simple statement. The greater the rule and reign of the king in our hearts and lives, the greater the manifestation of his kingdom and the greater the impact in our world. Let me say that again. The greater... The rule and reign of the king, King Jesus, the greater the rule and reign of the king in our hearts and in our lives, the greater the manifestation of his kingdom and the greater the impact will be in our world. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see our world impacted by the kingdom of God for the glory of Jesus. Maybe you're watching today and you don't understand this kingdom because you've never inherited the kingdom of God, much like Another story in the Bible, someone asked Jesus that question, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And if you're watching and that's you, I would tell you today that for you to inherit the kingdom of God, simply you just need to fall uh, figuratively, spiritually, and physically if you want to on your knees and say, Jesus, I need you. I need to repent. I need you to clean my life and cleanse me from my sin and create in me a clean heart. And I confess to you, I'm dependent upon you. Save me. And I will submit to you as the king and ruler and master of my life. And today, if you need to do that, I pray that you would reach out and text that uh, number on your screen right there. One of our team would love to get in touch with you and just pray with you and encourage you. Uh, Maybe you're one of our church family and you need some prayer today. Would you reach out and just text that number on your screen uh, or even post under this video if you want uh, your love today. And uh, thank you so much. I pray that this week will be a week where you and I are seeking first God's kingdom. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you have taught us how to seek you first, the kingdom of God. Thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for demonstrating to us what a real pursuit of the kingdom of God is like. You left all of heaven and you came down on this earth to demonstrate what it would look like to follow after God. And you are our model Jesus. You are our King. And so today we ask that you would just work in our lives, that you would help us to allow you to be great in our lives. Because the greater your rule in our lives, the greater, Lord, will be your manifestation in the world. And so I pray today that that would be our prayer. Thank you for the power of your word and our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for watching.